I didn't want to hold such anger because I had other kids to live for. I couldn't, I couldn't keep that anger in me. That's not me. I'm not an angry person. You're listening to LaWanda Sexton, a mother who lost her teenage son Armani to gun violence seven years ago. LaWanda's path back to joy in her life started with forgiving the young man who murdered her son. It's a really sad thing to lose a child, but life is beautiful and you got to continue to keep living it. I'm Jen Maxfield, host of the More After the Break podcast. I first met the Sexton family more than seven years ago when I went to Patterson, New Jersey to cover their story. Armani Sexton had been shot and killed in a drive-by shooting on April 18th, 2015. It was just two weeks before his 16th birthday. Armani was a well-known person in his community and around the state. In fact, he was considered one of the top 10 basketball players in his age group in the country. And he was already sponsored by Nike. He even got a college scholarship offer back when he was still in middle school. LaWanda Sexton, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me again. You said at the time of your son Armani's death that you had worried about his safety because of ongoing gun violence where you live in Patterson, New Jersey, and you had actually moved him to North Carolina to go to school there because you thought it would be safer. Yes. um, I had sent Armani down to North Carolina to just get his head straight. Living in Patterson and being an athlete, it sometimes collides together because some of your friends are also street friends. And he started to just go sideways. And I felt him going away to school would be better for him. But unfortunately, it didn't work out how we both wanted it to work out. So he came back home and I kind of battled with myself about that, bringing him back home and saying maybe if he didn't come home, it wouldn't have happened and things like that. But I couldn't hold that burden on myself because it could have happened anytime or anywhere. So Yes, and tragically, we've all seen that gun violence can happen anywhere to anyone. Lawanda, I know it's painful, but I do want to go back to that night, Saturday, April 18th, 2015, You said Armani was homesick in North Carolina and had recently come home. He had just got back from um, North Carolina and it was his cousin's birthday. She was turning 16 and he had asked to go to a party and I was uh, reluctant to let him go, but he was just coming home. So he was excited to be back home. So he went outside and um, like two blocks away from his house, he was shot um, during a drive-by. Um, in his head, one shot, and he was killed, I guess, instantly, I want to say. And um, it just changed everyone's life forever. I'm sorry doesn't even feel like enough to say right now, but Lawanda, I do want to express my condolences to you and your family over the loss of your son. And as a mom of a 15-year-old son myself, I just don't think there are any words that I could say to fully capture the grief and loss that you must have felt. I remember reporting on the shooting that killed your son, Armani. It happened on the sidewalk at 8.30 at night. And I remember the police told us that a van had pulled over and a passenger in the van just started firing. I do think this is an important time to note, though, that Armani was not the intended target. No, he wasn't the target of the shooting. 
It was just a random drive-by. I don't know exactly what beef was going on at the time, but I do know when Gregory was sentenced, he did apologize and he did say that Armani wasn't meant, you know, to be his target, to be killed and felt really bad about it. He was very remorseful for killing him. You're talking, of course, about Gregory Oliver, who pleaded guilty to first-degree murder. He confessed to pulling the trigger that night, and he's now serving a 40-year prison sentence. Lawanda, how did you come to the decision? How did you decide to forgive Gregory for killing your son? In the beginning, I didn't remember, you know, forgiving him. It was just like an emotion, like it was something I had to do. And then, like, I had a backlash against myself because I was like, you know, I started to hate myself because I'm like, how could I forgive someone that killed my son? Like, I really started to hate myself. But then it was just, I don't know. I don't know if it was God, if it was the universe or what, but something was there with me. And something just told me that it would be okay. Like, it will be okay. Like, forgiveness is the path. I think it really shows what a good person you are, what an amazing person you are, that you had the strength to forgive. But I also know that it must have been so hard for you. So could you tell us more about this aspect of forgiveness, Lawanda? How how do you do it? And how do you make that choice to forgive? Some days are better than others, but... I can actually say my life has been better, like in a great way. I have been blessed in so many ways. I have met so many beautiful people that have just helped me down this path. And I don't think I could have met them people if I wasn't open enough to forgiveness. (laughs) I'm sorry. I can hear the emotion in your voice. And I just want to give you a minute here and say that I remember covering Armani's story. There were so many emotions then, so much grief and sadness in the community in the fourth ward. And I felt it too, not even knowing your son personally, of course, but just feeling the loss of a young man with so much potential. That Monday morning, I remember I went with my photographer to Armani's school, Patterson Charter School. And the best way that I can think of to describe how his friends were feeling that day was just shock and disbelief. I want to play you what one of his teammates said. This whole weekend, I've been crying. And without Armani, I just felt like, dang, like, what what I'm going to do? And we aired video that evening of the enormous memorial that was on the sidewalk. There were dozens of candles and basketballs. This was all on Rosa Parks Boulevard, right near the spot where Armani was shot. Lawanda, your son was well-known because he really was a basketball prodigy. He was 15 years old. He was already six foot seven, still growing. How did he get interested in the sport? He was never a basketball player growing up as a kid. um, Unfortunately, the death of his stepfather from cancer um, changed him. His brother had given him a basketball to just kind of get out of his hair because he was being a nagging little brother, but he didn't realize that basketball would change his life. He loved basketball. He loved um, making friends and just traveling and meeting so many different people. The experience of basketball changed him as a person. And what a remarkable person he was. And I think sometimes that one of the limitations of local news reporting is that we usually only have about two minutes for our reports. I had two minutes 
on that day in April of 2015 to encapsulate your son's incredible life. And while Armani was known for being such a prominent basketball player, now that we have more time, I'm hoping, Lawanda, that you could tell us the story about when Armani helped another young man, saved him, really. Yeah, actually at the time, him, um, I forget what his real name is, but we all had a nickname for him. His name was Sharkhead. Um, at the time, him and Armani did not know one another. Armani was coming home from school and it was some other kids jumping on him. And Armani seen them jumping on him and he went over there and broke up the fight and, you know, didn't let the boys jump on him. And the boy shark had, had blood all over his shirt and things. So Armani brought him home and he, you know, gave him clothes and stuff. And from that day on, it was like he became a protector to him and they have been friends until the day he died. And he's, even to this day, his friend still comes and like, he never left. Like majority of his friends act like he's never left. Like they are always here. His ashes is here, so they're constantly here. <laughs> I love that his friends still come to visit you. And I think the story you just shared says so much about who Armani was. And yet I just didn't have time to report on details like that in the moment. And I wish more people knew that side of him, that we were able to share more of that side of him, of him being a protector. I mean, when you lose a child, there's never enough words to be said that can justify who that child was or who a person was. So just the fact that he's even mentioned in the news article or on a news broadcast, it's just a blessing. Like it's millions of children that die every day that doesn't even get a glimpse of the news or broadcaster. So any words that was said about him, I was thankful for it. And we were so thankful for you and your family for speaking with us and sharing some of your story. LaWanda, I want to switch gears for a minute and talk about your life since 2015. How did Armani's murder change your path? Because your life did change rather dramatically. After Armani died, um, I started baking a lot. Armani loved to eat. He was like nine pounds and 15 ounces at birth. So he was always a big child. And um, my oldest son, Nazmir, started to take a lot of pictures what do you think it was about baking or being in the kitchen and being creative that helped you cope with your grief? Of course, certain meals um, that he enjoyed. Uh, I make like a fried honey barbecue chicken. It's just certain things that I make that I know he enjoyed. I'll feel like a tap on my shoulder or I'll hear a whisper in my voice like, yeah, mom, I want that. Or I'll hear a song that may been his favorite song or one of the popular songs when he died it'll just come up out of nowhere and then maybe a tear drop or I'm like all right money I hear you I'm gonna make it and I don't know it's just simple things like that that just always reminds me he's always with me how did the cooking evolve into a way to channel some of your energy after Armani's death to where you started thinking maybe you could turn your cooking into a business it urged me to go back to college. Um, I went to get my business degree and I wouldn't stop until I got my bachelor's degree. And then I turned those degrees into a business. And now that business have flourished within the past three years. It's called Just a Snack One. Um, I make basic cakes. 
um, with many desserts and I just love to do it. Like it just became a passion for me. I feel closer to Armani when I do it. And um, I don't know, I kind of feel his presence a lot in the kitchen. So that's what I've been doing for the past seven years. I've been on your Instagram for the business and you really are so talented. Everything looks so delicious from the chocolate covered strawberries to the cakes. You mentioned that you felt Armani's presence in the kitchen, but I know you've told me that you also felt his presence at college too, because going back in your late thirties to college, some of your classmates were Armani's friends. A lot of my classmates were some of the kids Armani would have been graduating with. So when they found out who I was through like uh, my poetry, I would write a lot of short stories. So, and most of them would be about Armani. And then they would start crying out of nowhere. Like, oh my God, you're Armani's mom. You're Armani's mom. So a lot of classes I would take, they would try to take with me <laughs> just to be in the class with me. But it was such an amazing experience because it was like being in the classroom with my son or just seeing how he would have grown or just visioning what he may have looked like during those years. So I just want to take a minute to highlight this. Lawanda, you're an entrepreneur now. You have your own bakery business, Just a Snack One. I know you're on Instagram, but you're also looking now to rent space for a brick and mortar store, brick and mortar bakery in Patterson. And you recently told me about this milestone. You said that you are the first person in your family to graduate from college. In the beginning, I didn't realize it, because I was just going because it was something to do to get me through what I was going through. But then when I look back on it, um, my mother only have two kids. And for me to be the first one to go to college, and I had so many kids at such an early age, it just showed my kids that, you know, anything is possible. Now my daughter is an entrepreneur. She has her own business. And my son is starting his own business. Through me going to college, pushed them to want to experience more things. And I am sure they have learned so much just from watching you and the example that you're setting. When I reported on Armani's death, I remember his basketball coach told me that your son always had three goals, to go to college, to go to the NBA, and to buy you, his mom, a house. <laughs> yeah, you always said that. It's like, I don't know. Like the second time I think he had won a basketball game, he came home and he was like, mom, one day I'm going to buy you the biggest house ever. Like he always kept saying that, like, mom, I'm going to buy you a house. I'm going to buy you a house. And no matter when someone would ask him what his dreams was, it was always to buy me a house. <laughs> so after he passed away, I had went to college and I tried to fulfill his dream. So I started a business and things like that. And my business is doing pretty well. And hopefully one day it'll buy me a house. And that house, which I know you will buy one day, that house will fulfill your son's dream and maybe a dream he hadn't even considered that you would be the one buying it. I don't want anything big, just a regular three-family home for me and my babies. And just to have something to pass on to them, to know that hard work pays off. And to make Armani's dream come true, right? 
the first thing when we do get a home, we're going to put his ashes in the ground and build a tree so it can grow and it could just be something that's left from generation to generation. That is so profound. And I really do have faith that you will do it and that will be his legacy. Yeah, his goal reminded me of how precious life is. You know, we live life every day. We just move, move, move. We wake up, we go to sleep and we keep this routine. And when Armani died, he reminded me that just to slow down a little bit and just breathe, not to just exhaust yourself with so many day-to-day problems. Um, I started to write poetry to release a lot of my anxiety. I had a lot of anxiety. I started to hold in a lot of emotions that I had because I didn't know how to express them. So I started to write a lot of poetry and going to college and having these poetry classes. And this amazing professor, she showed me that I had another talent in me that I didn't even know I had. Lawanda, during the course of our conversation, I can tell in your voice that you are really enjoying talking about your son. And that's something I heard from several families when I was researching and writing my book, that other people think it will make the family sad to talk about their relative who died. So other people just don't bring them up. But in fact, many people really enjoy talking about their loved ones who passed. They appreciate being asked about them because talking about them and remembering them is the way they keep them alive in some way. I love talking about him. I love what he stood for. I love the um, fact that so many people have named their children after him and his legacy continues to live on. Um, He was a special kid. Um, What happened to him was a sad situation. Unfortunately, a lot of parents in Patterson are going through the same situation at this current time. But as far as him as a kid, he was so lovable that it's not a sad thing to talk about him. I am so thankful that I reconnected with you and your family. I really admire you and the way you've chosen to move forward after experiencing what is every parent's every family's worst nightmare. What advice would you have for other people going through a similar heartache? The one thing I actually can say that I've learned and it's hard to do and most people won't do it is forgiveness. I mean, it's very, very hard to do, but when it's done, it makes you a better person. And I always tell a parent that has lost a child, that forgiveness is not for the killer. It's not for the person that have done that deed. It's for you. It's for you to relieve that burden off of your heart. My heart has changed towards violence so much because of forgiveness. I know it's such a a bad thing that has happened to me, but it has taught me to just open my heart a little bit more. Lawanda, thank you so much for spending the time with me. Lawanda Sexton, the mother of Armani Sexton and the owner of the Just a Snack One Bakery in Patterson, New Jersey. Armani's story is featured in the introduction of my book, More After the Break. I was in downtown Patterson in April of 2021. We were trying to interview people about a series of shootings that had happened in the community. Earlier that morning, I remember I was having a particularly challenging time drafting one of the chapters of my book, More After the Break, and I was really frustrated. 
I was even having doubts about finishing the project. And as I was trying to get interviews in Patterson that day, Lawanda's mother, Gloria Sexton, approached me. And in fact, I even asked her for an interview before I realized who she was. So she reintroduced herself and we realized that we had met six years prior and we talked for a while about Armani and how her family was doing. And I felt that day that it was a sign, that random run-in with Gloria that day, a sign that I should move forward with the book, a sign that I should keep investigating the stories that I never forgot, a sign that there is always more of the story to tell, more after the break. Thanks for listening to More After the Break. I'm Jen Maxfield, and I hope you will subscribe and keep listening. More After the Break. Find us wherever you get your podcasts.